0: So here's the deal. People are intimidated by things that they find difficult to understand or they perceive as difficult to understand. Because I understand this fact, my whole mission and goal with my podcast, my blog, and my book, and my tweets, and my Facebook posts all the time is to help people understand that this thing I'm so passionate about, this thing I love so much, which is the whole process of finance and investments and then money and things like that. The reason I'm so passionate about this, and the reason I'm on a mission is because it's not difficult to understand. It's not something that is totally in some other realm. Like, this is not rocket science, quantum mechanic, mathematical stuff. It's really basic, it's really simple, and I think that if more people would take the first step in understanding it, it could make their life so much better. I mean, as opposed to being a phenomenal rocket scientist, this is something that's actually extremely easy to understand and can also help make your life better. If you're a rocket scientist, you can do some pretty cool things, but it doesn't really directly impact your life if you understand it very well. So, I want to just help break down into the most simple concepts and help people to be less intimidated by this whole thing. So, today I'm compiling a list of If there's only a few things that you ever learn from my podcast, all the stuff that I put out, man, maybe I'll have to do a volume two later on because I feel like I'd be forgetting things, but this is a pretty comprehensive list of the things that over time, through mentors, through books, through my work, through um, my life being a financial advisor and helping people and seeing their problems, these are the things that I have learned are most valuable for people to understand. Number one. The whole purpose of finance and investment stems from one little belief. The whole entire purpose, the entire mission, the entire aura, everything about personal finance and investing comes down to one thing, and it's as people, we need more time. We want more time. Time is the only thing in the world that is really finite, and we know for a fact is finite, and we have experienced as finite the best way to remember that time is finite is when somebody passes away and you realize life ends at some point. So it's important to spend more time doing things we love and less time doing things that we don't. And finance is based around this entire thing. So the average life expectancy for a Canadian is 81 years. So if you're 20, that means you have 61 more summers before you pass away. If you are 30, that means you have... 51 more birthdays before you, you it's over. If you are 40, you have 41 more years of your life until things cease to exist for you in this physical, worldly realm. So, why don't we seek to maximize that? Why would we not seek to maximize those, those remaining years that we have? So, the whole point of finance is to enjoy life more. So, how can we do this? Well, the one obstacle is that people live having their life dictated by others, maybe it's work, maybe, well, obviously, you have to work to survive, so work could be one of them, if if there's someone who, you know, if there's a single person that dictates your life, that's obviously not ideal, um, it's having an obligation to be somewhere that you maybe don't want to be, um, so work is a big thing in that, in that regard, um, Having more time to just go out and do the things that we love and not have to worry about being compensated or how we're going to survive or make a living. So the whole idea of personal finance and investing is so that one day we don't have to work and one day we can spend all the time we want doing things that we love. And if you enjoy this concept, then investing is for you. And regardless of how intimidating you find it and regardless of how complicated you think it is, if you believe that you would rather have a life where you have more time to do the things that you love, Investing is something that's for you. People like our parents uh, could rely on things like pensions. They could rely on things like their employer helping them with some kind of great retirement package, etc. The problem is that private pensions are now becoming worse and worse as you know employers are seeking to reduce their liability. When employees have to retire, the employers have to fork out the cash to help them do that. So. Corporations are now saying, okay, we have to remain profitable, we have to remain competitive in the global markets. We are now going to start scaling back on our pension plans. People can go figure out their retirement themselves. We can't no longer be responsible for this. So that's kind of a significant change. We can no longer rely on pensions or on, you know, external investments through our employer that will allow us to achieve kind of the life that we want later on. How do we achieve this whole process? This is kind of part two. This is the next thing. So now the first thing to understand is why we're doing this in the first place and why and how it's not that complicated and, and why it might be of interest to you. Second is how do you do this? So the how is pretty simple. And it's the eighth one of the world, as Einstein said, compound interest. That's how we, that's how we achieve the life we want. So obviously lots of people out there will be like, yes, Josh, I understand compound interest. I understand it's the most incredibly powerful thing ever. And it's very, very cool. But for the people who don't understand, let me, let me help you understand. If you start when you are age 20 with $1,000, not very difficult at all. Being age 20 and having access to $1,000 is not difficult. And if you are working and put away an extra $500 every month, so maybe if you're working even minimum wage, you can easily put away $500 a month. 20 years old, you have $1,000 and you can put away $500 a month for the next 30 years you will have put away $180,000. Cool. So now if you want to retire off $180,000, you're going to have to survive for another 30 years off of $180,000. And if you do the math, you're not going to be able to afford rent. You're not going to be able to afford nothing. You're not going to be able to afford food, etc. So if you think about it this way, if you are now 20... And have $1,000 and you contribute another $500 every month, but now you earn a 10% rate of return on that money. So now instead of just putting the money in savings, and letting it sit there, stuffing it under your mattress in cash or whatever, you invest it in something that can produce income for you, produce return. Instead of having $180,000 in 30 years, you'll have $1.04 million. And that's that's something that can just happen. If you contribute and you put the money towards it and you earn great return, you can have $1.04 million after 30 years as opposed to 180000 You can go on any calculator online and just type in compound interest with contributions and fiddle with it and look at different rates of return and different amounts of starting investment and different amounts of monthly investment and you can just kind of go through and understand how powerful this concept of compound interest is. So what could happen is if you end up with a million dollars, you can just go and take that million dollars and invest it in a super low risk interest paying account. Maybe it's a a bond investment that pays you 4% every year. So now since you have a million dollars and you can get 4% on your money every year, you end up making $40,000 a year in interest, so now, without working, without having any external obligations, you're making $40,000 in interest, now, I'm not I'm not sure about you, but $40,000 can afford a pretty sweet lifestyle, like, it's that's top 1% of the entire global population, but now you don't even have to work, so you can go out and whatever you love, maybe you love skateboarding, maybe you love traveling, maybe you love driving cool cars, whatever, maybe you love riding motorcycles. If you are in a position where you are making your living off of interest, you now have time. You have freedom of time and you can make the best of those next 60 or 50 or 40 years of your life. The the why of investing is that one day we can enjoy more time in our life. The how is through compound interest. Once we grow up a big enough sum of money, we can just live off the interest. We can live off the dividends that are paid. So that's kind of one and two. Part three is this. Investing is a long-term thing. And one of my favorite quotes ever is, people overestimate what can be done in a year, and they dramatically underestimate what they could do in a decade. So in the short term, people think, oh, over the next year, I can make a double my money and it'll be great. No, that's not, it's re- not reliable. It's not factual. You cannot double your money every single year. And if you could, you could... Become a multi-billionaire within 30 years, guaranteed. Like it's, uh, that's not how this works. It's a long-term thing, and it's very, it works very, very slowly in the short term. But over a decade, you'll be blown away by what what your money can do when you take on the process of investing. So you might have heard of. The Wolf of Wall Street, or day traders, or different. You know, maybe you've looked on your CNBC channel at, at home with uh, on, on your TV and looked at the business network and you see all the stock tickers going by and all the little numbers flashing and the signs and the markets are up and the markets are down and people are panicking. Trading back and forth, trying to make money on short term price movements is not investing investing is a long, it's a long-term thing that takes time, and success in investing is about ignoring the short term, and this is why it will be so difficult for millennials to be successful investors, is because we believe that it has to be right now, immediate gratification, I hit whatever question I want into Google, I hit enter, I get whatever I want right away, at the snap of a finger, I can have anything I want, but guess what, success financially takes time, if you want to invest, it's only going to reap rewards, it's only going to show you meaningful amounts of success over the long term. So, forget everything you think about being rich in the short term and how investing is going to do that for you. It doesn't do that. That doesn't exist. Fourth thing, there's a huge difference between speculating and investing. And if you can understand this, you're ahead of 99% of the global finance knowledge like that people have. The average person, you'll be way ahead if you understand this one thing. There's a huge difference between speculating and investing. Speculating is hoping. Speculating is trying to anticipate or trying to time things or trying to pick the next hot thing in order to make money. So a lot of people come to me and say, Josh, what's the next hot stock? Josh, what's the thing that's going to make me money right now? Josh, which stock is going to go up tomorrow? Nobody knows. That's speculating. You don't know what's going to happen. You're hoping you know what's going to happen. And this is why a lot of people are thrown off by the idea of investing, because they think that it's all a big guessing game. But investing isn't a guessing game. Speculating is a guessing game. And it's where you go in and you're trying to find things that can, you know, be an out-of-the-park home run, and you're trying to look for the next big idea. That is speculating. Investing is looking at an asset, like a rental property or a business or a loan or a mortgage whatever and looking and projecting out into the future what is this business going to make in profits over the next 10 years what is this rental property going to make in profits over the next 10 years what is this loan going to make me in interest over the next 10 years and analyzing how much that is worth to you and what's a good investment and what's not investment is about finding ways To get as close as we can to a guarantee. Now there's always risk in investing, and this is another side note that that you should take away. If anybody ever guarantees you some kind of return in investing, they're probably lying because there's always a certain element of risk. Certain things have more risk, certain things have less risk. But when you're investing, risk is a good thing. You want to take on risk, and that's how you're gonna make a return. So investing, speculating is a short-term trade. Make money in the here and now. Try to anticipate something that nobody knows. Investing is taking something that everybody knows and predicting it over the future and trying to acquire that opportunity at an attractive cost. Investing is a very consistent and statistically beneficial thing. Speculating is pretty much a loser's game. And that's just how it is. Fifth thing, if someone is promising that they can make you rich in a short time frame, they're lying. Only you can make yourself wealthy in a short time frame. And by short time frame, I'm talking five years or less. Maybe ten years or less. The only way to become a dramatic financial success, and the reason I know this is because I've studied every single person, the Forbes 500, like I've studied all the wealthiest people, and I surround myself with people who have built wealth. The only way to build wealth is to provide tons of value to people in a new way. Provide tons of value to people in a new way. So if you are sitting at your, your job and you're in a cubicle, entering data into a spreadsheet nothing wrong with that that could be a great career but don't expect to become financially well off from that because you're not providing real value to people in a new way that people appreciate and are willing to pay for so if someone is a promising you a business opportunity if someone's saying hey get in on this scheme where we can do be day traders hey get in on this scheme where we can do multi-level marketing and you'll sell avon to other people get in on this scheme blah 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 it's it's a lie it's completely a lie And the people at the very top will make money and everybody else won't. So, if you want to get ahead and you want to become wealthy, find a way to provide value in a new way. Six, everybody thinks that that finance and investments is a numbers problem. I have to be a good numbers person. That is absolutely false. Finance investing is a psychological problem. It's a behavioral problem. The worst investors are the best analysts. The people that are too smart, the people with a lot of IQ and not enough EQ, not enough emotional intelligence, people who are very, very smart get caught up and they overcomplicate and they they take things to a different level that it's just not necessary. Investing is easy. Well, I'll put this differently. Investing is simple, but it's not easy. It's not something where you have to know all the algorithms and the data and the numbers and be a quantitative trader. Investing is something that it takes nothing but common sense and very good discipline. That's all that it takes. Sixth point, this is a psychological problem and a behavior problem, not a math problem. Seven, if you want to earn a higher return on your investments and you want your money to grow fast, you're going to have to do one or two things. You're going to have to take on more volatility, you're going to have to take on more risk, or you're going to have to be more active. For instance, in the investment markets, in the financial markets, a bond, which is very, very safe, will give you a lower return than a stock, which has some volatility, but will give you more returns. The more ups and downs you're willing to experience, the more return you're going to make. That is just fact. Another way you can earn more is to buy me, be, is being more active. So owning a rental property is going to probably yield you greater returns than a stock market investment. That being said, It's going to be much more active. You're going to get calls at 3 a.m. asking why the plumbing is leaking. You're going to get people saying, hey, why haven't you mowed my lawn? You're going to say, people, can you come shovel the driveway? There's snow all over it. That's a more active approach to your investments. and There's nothing wrong with that, but you have to understand that if you want to earn a higher return, you're going to have to put in the work. Nothing is a free lunch. There's no such thing as a free lunch. You're going to have to work for every single thing that you want, and that's bar none. That's rule number seven. Eight. Saving 10 cents here and there will never change your financial life. It's so funny. People, you know, they go in and they order like the smaller Starbucks instead of the bigger one. They save a dollar. And then they go and they are, you know, looking to grocery shop and they get the thing that's 2 cents a liter cheaper than the other option. And people spend so much time trying to find the cheapest way to do things. How can I travel and wait for the exchange rate to change so I can make more money? problem is not that the problem is when people go and spend five hundred thousand dollars on a house that's really only worth four hundred thousand forget all the little things in life where you're cheating yourself out of enjoying things stop trying to save ten cents here and a dollar there and three dollars there and expect that it's going to help you over time the only way that you are going to help your financial situation is by one creating a serious financial plan and giving really th- real thought to your financial plan two. Do research, do your due diligence, do your analysis and your thoughtful thinking on the big purchases in life. Buying a house, buying a car, doing your investments, doing your insurance, those four things are things that require real thoughts and require real thoughts into how you can save and and create wealth through those things. Forget trying to save money on the tiny little things, it's just going to ruin your life and you're never going to end up really getting any better for it, so that's important. And when I say your financial plan, I mean dealing with three things. First of all, liquidity. Making sure you always have an emergency fund set aside. If anything bad happens, there's money there. That having that money there will also help you pay bills. Bills come in, bills go out, you know, money comes in from your paychecks and your investments. Bills go out to things you have to pay for. Making sure you're always liquid and there's always cash in the accounts so that you can maintain your in and outs of bills and also have enough money that should anything bad ever happen, you're good. Second, financial independence. Make sure you have an investment plan. If you don't have an investment plan, you're pretty much already falling behind. That's just the reality of the situation. Inflation is going to eat away at your cash and it's going to be worth nothing over time. So you have to invest, you have to beat inflation, and over time earn a return large enough to compound the interest and you can make a living strictly from your investments. Third, risk mitigation. People think that the biggest risk in life is that they is that they don't get what they want. Here in that aspect, the other aspect. The reality of the situation is if you are someone who has the potential to earn $100,000 a year and you can do that for 40 years, that means you are going to earn $4 million over the course of your life. Your biggest asset in life is your future ability to earn an income. Does that make sense? Your biggest asset is your ability in the future to earn an income. You need to insure against loss of this ability. If you get completely sick and you can't go to work and if you get let's say disabled or hurt and you can't go to work. Now what? You got bills going out but there's no income coming in. Make sure that you are mitigating risk in life. Okay? That's also a big one. And the last one. This is some weird law and I don't know if you want to call it karma, I don't know if you want to call it if you want to call it god, I don't know if you want to call it religion. Always give and you will never feel scarcity. That's the last rule always be in a state of giving where you're helping others with your money, always contribute money to something you believe in, contribute to a charitable cause, always contribute a certain amount to making the world a better place in your opinion and you will never you won't feel scarcity. And people think, "Oh, you know what? I'll start to give once I have a little more money and once I feel a little more safe." You'll never feel safe unless you're already giving. It's like this whole conundrum of people think, "Oh, I want to be successful, and then I'll be happy, but in reality, they don't understand that you have to be happy, and then success comes after being happy. People think, oh, I will only give once I'm comfortable. But the reality is, you won't be comfortable until you're giving. So those are the things. I'm going to run through them one more time. One, the entire purpose of finance and investing is that we can spend more time doing things we love in life. Two, how can we even achieve that? First, grow your money through compounding. Second, Take an income from the money you've created. Third, investing is a long term thing. Stop overestimating the short term and underestimating the long term. This is something that provides miracles over a long period of time. Ignore the short term. Four, there's a difference between investing and speculating. Speculating is a gamble, it's pretty much the same as going to the casino and you're playing against Wall Street. Investing is using common sense to predict over time what will happen with a certain asset and buying in at an attractive price. Five, if someone is promising you they they can make you rich in a short period of time, they're lying to you. Six, finance is not a math problem. You don't have to be a math genius. You have to be disciplined. You have to be behaviorally sound and you have to have a psychological framework that provides you with a route to success. Seven, If you want to earn a higher return on your investments and have your money grow faster, you're going to need to take on more volatility or you're going to have to actively manage. Eight, saving 10 cents here and there will never change your financial life. Take time to really do your research and your due diligence on one, your financial plan, two, big purchases like cars and mortgages, and three, any other massive financial things that are going on in your life. Stop skimming out on your life trying to save 10 cents here and there on certain little purchases and 10 never forget to give and give even if you don't feel comfortable giving because you know this feeling of wealth and this feeling of abundance will only come after you start giving those are the nine most powerful things i believe every single person needs to understand about investing in money thank you so much for listening and feel free to interact with me on any social network i'd love to talk to you